the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with a just a whole slew of powerful women that are making a difference across the globe, addressing the issue of human trafficking. Today, we have with us a uh, just a wonderful list of women. We have Phyllis Givens. We have Constance Ridgewater. We have Epicy Tokeson. We have Helen Guanfolby. And we have a Charlene Henderson. And um, and and just to be clear, uh, Phyllis, Constance, Epicy, and Charlene are part of the Sojourner Truth Presbyterian Church Presbyterian Women's Group. And um, as is, and they're part of Sojourner Truth Presbyterian Church. And then Helen is with New Bridges Presbyterian Church in Hayward. And so we are so grateful to have all of these powerful women here together, uh, just joining on one accord to talk about the issue and not just talk about it, but be about the issue of human trafficking across the globe. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Hi. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. Yes. So I'm so glad you're here. And, you know, we've been working together. I want to share with the listening audience that, you know, there is never a dull moment around this group of ladies. We have been working hard uh, to provide really to align with the values of the Presbyterian, uh, Sojourner Truth Presbyterian women and new bridges around equality, freedom and economic empowerment. And we have an initiative that we've been talking about with the Presbytery of San Francisco uh, that would bring freedom to survivors of human trafficking in the Bay Area and all the way in the Cameroon. And so we kind of view this as a, you know, as a unifying project that is bringing freedom to so many that are so vulnerable in um, uh, throughout our world. And I want to start off with you, Phyllis, if you wouldn't mind, because you, you kind of the mastermind around this uh, project. And so wanted to pull you in here and just ask 
Phyllis, what, why do you do this work? Why has this been on your heart to do this work? Hi, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, you know, when I came into the church, I was at one church in San Francisco, another Presbyterian church, and then I went over to Richmond to Sojourner Truth Presbyterian Church. Um, about three times I had been there, and the last moderator, she was leaving, and she says, oh, you guys, you guys are going to have a great moderator. Here's Phyllis. And I'm like, what? Who? What are you talking about? And uh, it's like, no, I don't, I don't know about all this. So then we had a meeting after church. And um, one of our members told us a story about one of her family members and human trafficking. And it just broke my heart into. Um, I am a African-American woman. I don't have any biological children. So to see or hear about a child being abused, hurt, sold, just it just did something on the inside of me. And I knew I had to do something. I did not know where God was leading me. Uh, thank God I had the church with me. I had the Presbytery women of San Francisco Presbytery behind me. And um, that day, I believe it was like eight years ago, we started, I mean, the Sojourner Truth Presbyterian Women. Our mission is human trafficking, eradication, prevention, and education. From that day forward, every second Sunday in January at our church, we have Human Trafficking Awareness Sunday, where we have people come, like Vanessa has come many a times and preached and brought the word. We have had survivors come. We have had other preachers come and help us with this worship service to bring awareness to our communities, our brothers and sisters. We ask for donations. Sometimes it's monetary. Sometimes it's just in materialistic things. But whatever it is, we do have a community that supports us. I remember that the first time we had um, our human trafficking worship service, we were with the Bay Area Women Against Rape and Christopher Watson, Bay War. It was a great worship service, and we took in like $1,200. And we were able to give it to the Bay War and every, uh, the Bay War uh, community for the Women Against Rape. After that, like I said, every second Sunday of every year, we do this and get donations. Human trafficking is an ugly but real issue. It's a hurtful issue. It's hurtful to the ones that it's being done to. It's hurtful to their families. It hurts the ones who are trying to help the children, all children, all genders, all races, all ages. And that just from that day forward, I just had this calling that for my leadership to lead women into looking at this tragic situation and trying to do something about it. If it's nothing more than educating people, talking to people, bringing other people aboard. I met um, Helen and uh, we had a class together a CLP class, and we started talking. And I started telling her about the Presbyterian women, and 
she started talking to me about Cameroon. And uh, earlier this year, Helen is now the moderator for her Presbyterian women's group at her church. I've heard stories from Epicy that has talked about the Cameroon children. And again, that was something that broke my heart. You know, we hear a lot about different wars in Ukraine and Afghanistan and places like that. And they're all on the news, but you don't hear about Cameroon. Cameroon, who is in a war crisis, mm-hmm. fighting against each other, the North, South. So God has put it on me to lead this group of women. And today, hopefully, we could lead more women, gather more women, embrace more women into coming with us to fight human trafficking in any way we can. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Phyllis. Well, you have certainly stirred us up and inspired us to uh, just look further and reach further and be more because there are people that are um, so desperately waiting for us, whether it be off of 23rd in Richmond uh, or, you know, East 15th in Oakland or Cap Street in San Francisco or in the bushes in Cameroon, wherever they are, uh, they are important to us. We love them. We are thinking about them. We are praying for them and we are ready to take action. And you have uh, you have been you're starting something, Phyllis. You are starting something here. Uh, A good some good trouble there. So, uh, yeah. So we are going to we're going to take a quick break because I want to take a moment to bring Helen into this discussion to talk a little bit about what is going on in the Cameroon. As uh, Phyllis mentioned, we uh, are, you know, really are, we're troubled by the, the, the war that is going on there, the civil war in the Northwest and the Southwestern regions of Cameroon, which has really caused a loss of community, housing, access to education, economic instability, social and spiritual connection has been lost, medical, mental health care, and just all around safety of the community has been put at risk because of this war crisis. And what happens, and we see it time and time again, whenever you have this, we see an, a rise in human trafficking whenever a community is put under that kind of pressure. And so we're going to come back and we're going to hear from Helen about what's happening in Cameroon. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Are you struggling to find peace in your life? Feeling anxious or going through a difficult life storm? 
Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. Go to doveteachings.org to see great Dove teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at doveteachings.org. That's D-O-V-E teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with a, a just a group of powerful women that love the Lord and are fighting for the rights and the freedom of survivors of human trafficking across the globe. Uh, this group, uh, which is refers to themselves as the uh, Sojourner Truth Presbyterian Church um, Presbyterian Women's Group, rather. And um, also we have the New Bridges Presbyterian Church Women's Group, uh, the chair here uh, to share a bit about what's going on at New Bridge as well. And also in the Cameroon, um, I want to welcome and I know I think I messed up your last name. So let me try it again. Helen Guanfogby, is that yeah. correct? It is? Okay. Awesome. Yay. So, um, Helen, tell us a little bit about how you got involved in this fight against human trafficking and what you are doing to make a difference in the Cameroon. Thank you very much, Vanessa. I'm so happy for this opportunity. First of all, I must thank Phyllis to have brought me into this group and uh, the partnership between New Bridges and Sojourner. We really appreciate it because it is making us do more work, which is going to have more impact than doing things singly. When we come together, I think what we have to do will bring in more impact. Coming back to trafficking in Cameroon, I belong to a gender-based organization. We actually started the organization in 1996. But in 2003, we started becoming involved in child trafficking through the, labor internal, uh, the international labor organization in my country, from the statistics they had, they found out that where we come from, the Northwest and Southwest regions are source zones for trafficking in persons. It was then child trafficking, which is now, you know, it has spread to human trafficking. Child trafficking is human trafficking. So we started out this program with them. It was actually a sensitization program, educating the women in the hinterlands, in the villages, to know that the kind of things they were getting into was human trafficking or was child trafficking. And, you know, we all know that child trafficking or human trafficking is a heinous crime against humanity. So we started up as a group trying to withdraw some of these children from, because in, in the course of sensitization in our Presbyterian churches and other churches that were around, we found out that, yes, most of our children were victims to trafficking. And we realized that some of them who had been trafficked and were, you know, some of them uh, were now used for sexual uh, gains. Some of them used as domestic servants. In the end, they threw them back to their villages and they became useless and became a burden to their parents because most of these parents were giving out their children to traffickers under the condition that they would send them to school after they served them for some time or they will you know, improve on their livelihood. And most of the time, the girl children were the victims, were the vulnerable cases, because in our tradition, it is like 
uh, we have a, tra- a highly traditional based system whereby the boys are on the advantage. It's a patriarchal society. We all know that. Where the boys have the advantage. So these girls are meant to do household chores, go to marriages so that their brothers could be educated. But when we realized that the girls were the victims, we started now encouraging parents to send their girl children to school. Then when we realized during this sensitization period, we realized that truly we had cases that had been trafficked, sent back home with unwanted pregnancies. Some of them still had nothing to do because of poverty. Actually, baseline is poverty, looking for better ways out. So we now built a shelter center where we could, we could accommodate 40 of these victims, girls and boys, with the help of the International Labor Organization. Gradually, in, we started this off with them in 2004, and we now, because of the work we were doing, the American embassy in my country then, in my country, realized that we're doing something that they were also fighting against back home here. So they decided to support our organization by letting us withdraw more children. We're dealing now with the sensitization, prevention, and protection phase of the human trafficking. So when we build the shelter center, we took in some of these children with the help of the International Labor Organization and the American Embassy in Cameroon. And within four years, we rehabilitated over uh, 300 children in that center. What we did was we take them in for psychosocial, uh, uh, how do you say, uh, psychosocial uh, mentoring and, uh, you know, getting them out of the trauma, you know, after the trauma of trafficking. Then we take them for their health checkups because some of them were had now STDs and other diseases through that, especially those who were, you know, used, used like sex for sex trafficking. So when we rehabilitated these children, we decided that we would teach them some life skills that can help them survive. We did this with funds from these uh, partners, this organization that we're now helping out. We finally got involved with the Vital Voices in 2007, where we continued with the sensitization phase of the human trafficking. And then now we got now into trying to advocate a law in our country against child trafficking. And yours truly, human trafficking is on the rise because of this war crisis that we have. So what we are doing now is um, raising funds to withdraw some of these children who are really now, you know, running away and who are back now with trafficking. We are trying to rehabilitate some of them now. And we are, what we are doing now is doing skills uh, training for them now so that they can have something sustainable that they can keep them where they are and they can feed themselves so that they don't fall back into these trafficking situations. So what we are doing now, my church, the New Bridges, after I presented some of this to them, so I mean, what, we are, what is happening and what we are doing in the field, they have tried, they try in their own way to give us something small that can help us uh, rehabilitate children in our shelter center and in the center where we are now in the city in Bamenda. Just uh, yesterday, we were raising funds also to help us with those vulnerable cases of trafficking and gender-based violence that we are training now in our centers. So we are hoping, we are just like now asking, you know, finding out where we can have funding to help with some of these cases because it is on the rise and 
only we can only train if you cannot train many. Statistics shows that we have about over seven hundred or seven hundred children who are being uh, because of the war, they are not going to school. They are being tra- some of them have been trafficked. Some of them are already trying to look for ways to come back home, and they don't have anything to fall back to. So we are doing our best to try to rehabilitate some of these children. And next week, we are going to be having another ceremony, graduating fifty children that we have just finished training in our center in Bamenda. Awesome. Well, you guys are doing amazing work. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to hear from Epicy about some of the things that people are experiencing in, you know, literally in uh, the Cameroon, in the bushes, the horrific things that we've heard about the ages of the folks that the, the kids that we're seeing out there. It's um, really disturbing to hear but it's an important reality that we need to face so that we can make some changes. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with some wonderful women that are making a huge difference. Uh, They are part of the Presbytery Church um, from Sojourner Truth, from New Bridges, and really representing women across the globe um, and uh, really around this issue of human trafficking. As we work together uh, to prepare a proposal uh, to the San Francisco Pres- uh, Presbytery uh, for the work that we're doing, um, I became aware of the Cameroon project that Epicy and Helen are focused on, um, which is called A Bridge Over Troubled Water and Waters. And, you know, one of the concepts that I became aware of is this idea of picking children from the bushes. And in our nation, we are very familiar in in the U.S. with, you know, this concept of strange fruit, you know, hanging children from the trees, hanging people from the trees um, during the times of slavery. And when I heard this, this phrase, picking children from the bushes, I couldn't help but think about, um, what that felt like for me to hear, you know, a discarded child that just tossed away in the bushes and probably not because the child's unloved, 
not because the child isn't cared for, but just because of the lack of resources. Um, and so, um, Epicy, I'd like to bring Epicy Tokeson in, Epicy Tokeson in to talk about the work that she has been doing um, in partnership with law enforcement, um, rescuing those children and social services, rescuing those children, delivering them to places like Marian Mojoko Foundation for Shelter and Care. Um, We're talking about a crisis that's impacting over 700,000 Cameroonian children. And I'm so grateful, Epicy, for the work that you're doing. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more. What is this thing? What is this about? Picking children from the bushes. What's it about? Well, Vanessa, it's really a pleasure for me to be here. Um, The crisis in Cameroon, as you've spoken, It's not known by many people. And again, for the longest time, I was walking in silence and crying inside. But it took Phyllis, you know, our moderator of Sojourner Truth Presbyterian Church, to push me. She literally pushed me to tell my story to tell the Cameroonian story of young children being abandoned, not because their parents do not love them, but because whole communities have been burned to ashes. And sometimes the mothers run while they are burning, and because of the excruciating pain, they abandon their children in the bushes, or in places where you can never imagine as a mother that you can never abandon your child. Again, um, the Presbyterian women were meeting, I think it's the fall meeting of 2019, if I'm not mistaken. And the war had been going on in Cameroon for three years since 2016. And there were horror stories, not just from families, from friends and other people, just people being maimed, you know, killed. And again, the violence is something that one cannot explain. It's touched all lives, regardless of who it is. You know, you have a cousin, you have a child, you have a sister, I brought somebody, everyone has been affected. But how I came to be involved with this work is because my sister has an orphanage. In conjunction with other people, they opened an orphanage to be able to do something. She was in England You know, she was doing uh, social work. But the pain of losing so many people, so many children. So she came and started an orphanage where sometimes abandoned children in the bushes, social workers, Presbyterian ministers, and people, uh, the army, they go to the bushes sometimes Children are crying and they pick these children and bring them to various orphanages. 
My sister's orphanage is a place where it's almost like a crisis orphanage. People pick these children, there's no setup for where to put the children. So they might call her at 12 midnight or in the morning or whenever, and they'll be like, okay, we have one more child. Please, there's no way to put this child. So again, it's not like she has a huge uh, um, building for this orphanage, but the love of a mother does not allow you to just say, okay, I don't have any room. Whatever room there is, you put a blanket, you put sheets, and you, you tell these people, go ahead and come up, and they bring these children while they are searching for permanent homes. So, and usually they bring the children with nothing, no clothes, no food, nothing. So that's where we come in. So Jonah Truth Presbyterian Women and other organizations have been sending money um, from time to time. Even the, the pastor of our church, sometimes he sends discretionary funds to, to the orphanage so that there can be food, uh, clothing, and other things. So it's a matter of faith, having that faith that the Lord will provide. And again, that is what we are doing. If Felix did not push me and say, you have to tell that story, you have to tell the story, I would still be walking. Maybe I'll be dead by now. I'll just be walking with that pain. Mm. And to not have an outlet because we are social beings. God has created us to to fellowship with each other, not just to prayer is good, but also to fellowship and talk about what is going on. Yeah. So again, last year, um, Presbyterian women and our church, so Donna Truth, donated clothing, household goods, different things, shoes, and those barrels were sent to the orphanage, you cannot imagine the happiness mm. for basic things like clothing, even diapers, shoes, mm. just the basics that we take for granted in the United States. So I just want to say that our work is far reaching. It is healing the souls of those who are abandoned and giving hope that no matter how bad it gets, the bridge over troubled water, the Lord is going to provide for us. And that's why we collaborated with the proposal um, to the Presbyterian Church, Presbyterian. Yes. <laughs> yes, beautiful. Yes. So I recall, um, and we only have a short period of time, but I just wanted the listening audience to hear. Um, did you share with me that you recently had taken in a two-year-old? We're talking about babies, right? That are, that are yeah. being picked up there. We're talking about teenagers as well. Like, what what ages do you see? What genders? What 
Um, and how long can they stay? Well, every gender, for example, the most recent child was a three-month-old child who was brought in the middle of the night because there was nowhere to put the child. So that child was taken in. And eventually, you know, when the child is stable and so forth, maybe they'll find another place for, for her. As far as genders are concerned, boys, girls, and even children of, of a higher age, it just depends on their circumstances. Gotcha. So there you have it. We're going to take a quick break um, and we're going to hear from a couple of our other team members that have helped, um, that they're helping to source funding uh, through grant writing on this project, but also bringing their expertise about human trafficking throughout the Bay Area um, and throughout the globe to to bear. And hopefully what you're picking up here is that, you know, we're fi- we're figuring it out. We're finding a way to make ourselves relevant so that we can make a difference for people who need it so much. None of us are experts. None of us are, you know, fancy folk. Uh, but we are uh, we have hearts that want to uh, work together to make this world um, a safe place for everyone. And so um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, have just been talking about how we're addressing the issue of human trafficking, both throughout the Bay Area and in the Cameroon and everywhere in between. And um, we've had the pleasure of hearing from Helen and Epicy and and Phyllis. And now I want to bring in uh, Charlene. And Charlene, you and I um, had a chance to meet as part of this initiative we've been working on. And uh, I learned that you actually have been uh, working uh, to address the issue of human trafficking and and helping uh, this group and others to find ways to fund some of these projects. And so I'd love to hear from you. What what are you seeing out there, especially maybe locally speaking? What are you seeing in San Francisco and the Bay Area? And how are we addressing uh, some of those issues? Um, thank you, Vanessa. 
for having me. I've been involved for quite some time, um, not necessarily uh, focused on it, but um, the work that I do um, in San Francisco, I work with the Department of Homelessness, and um, I'm not here representing them, <laughs> I'm, uh, but I'm a minister at New Hope Church in Richmond. I um, have um, had experience in San Francisco. There was a time where uh, we were trying to do, communities of color were trying to do a grant in the Bayview-Hunters Point area for children who were on the street that um, were sex workers, um, but um, nobody knew. And they weren't sex workers to be sex workers. They were surviving. We ran into people who had been trafficked. The first time I've heard of someone being trafficked was a direct call that I got from a little boy who sounded about seven years old. And I was working doing HIV prevention and education with an organization called uh, Cal Pep. He called and he just basically, he broke my heart. And he was saying that he was, he was there and he was with his sister and they were with some men. And um, he just got away to use the phone, but he was too scared to stay away. Um, he had to go back because they were furnishing him. They were his life supply. And so when we look at victims of human trafficking, we some people don't understand that when you have nothing or when you have bad, anything better is better. So children that have, um, it's not just children that have quote, good parents, it's children who have parents that are in addiction, uh, children who have um, adults who have lost their way and so they let our children go. I was told, suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And when we look at Christ, when we look at Jesus, we look at his, his work of reconciliation, his work of healing, his work of redemption. And what better way can we reach out for him and be his hands and his arms and even his feet then to look at these children, whether in Cameroon, in the Bay Area, in San Francisco, Richmond, wherever they may be, we were given something to give away. And it's our duty through love to give away what we have. Trauma is not a pretty thing. And telling about children being put in bushes, telling about children in wars are not a pretty thing. People tend to want to go to pretty things because they don't want to see just how inhumane human beings can be to human beings. Yeah. But I am so grateful to be involved with these women um, in these causes because life is not pretty. And it takes more as a Christian. For me, it takes more than sitting in the pew. Mm. We must go out. We must open up our hands. We have to bring them in. Yeah. And trauma is so hard to deal with. I, I praise God for Vanessa's organization because healing from trauma is not a one, two, three step thing. Children are torn apart. You have little girls, little boys, six, seven years old. They, they bear the guilt. 
They bear the guilt because they think it's my fault, just like if their families are divorced. That's what they know. So we have to, as human beings, as members of God's family, reach out our hands and our arms to these children. I'm reaching out my hands through writing grants, telling my church, hey, this is a real thing. Let's get this news out so that we can help these people. And I thank you. Thank you, Charlene. Thank you so much for lending what you have. You know, I, I, I've heard this saying before, and I think it is a beautiful saying. What do you have in your hand? You know, are you whatever it is you have in your hand? Are you willing to share it? Thank you for sharing your gift. Constance, I want to bring you in here and ask you, you know, I remember you there with Phyllis. You guys were getting us all ramped up to do a street outreach there off of 23rd and you were getting all this food together and and Constance likes to say she's not doing nothing, but every time I see her, she's doing a lot. She's busy doing a whole lot. So tell us, you know, why do you do what you do, Constance? Um, I do what I do. Um, Phyllis is my sister. Um, oh, because she said so, huh? Is that it? <laughs> because she said so, you know, I kind of tag along here and there. Um, but I'm all for for the children and I've seen, I have not necessarily uh, seen the human trafficking. I've heard, uh, I was at church when the young ladies told her story at the Sojourner Truth. And um, I have a granddaughter who don't want to be snatched off the street. And so my thing has always been uh, prevention. And I've worked really hard working with the church, have a self-prevention class, a self-defense class. So these children will know what to do in case somebody does come up to them. What areas to punch, how to scream help, how to say something instead of just standing there. You know, if you're going to be snatched off the street, say something, see something and to be more proactive in perhaps getting away from their aggressors or, or people that are trying to snatch them off the street. And that's been my goal as far as uh self-defense classes for the seniors and the youth, because uh, some of the older people are taken advantage of too. You never know. Yeah. You know, they're being abused as well. And you never know they're being trafficked as well. Yeah. So um, actually our, one of our oldest, uh, you know, in, in terms of age uh, in our house was 60 years old. So there's no uh, discrimination. Um, people can prey on people who are in weak, vulnerable uh, mental health situations or um, feeling weak because they were sick, you know, sick in body, um, different things like that, that could be preyed upon. So um, we're going to bring um, Phyllis in here uh, just to tell us, you know, as we come to a close here, the, the Presbyterian women are really, again, your focus, tell us more about your focus and why you're doing this. Okay. The Presbyterian women of the Presbyterian church, USA, Their purpose, I will read you their purpose. Their purpose, forgiven and freed by God in Jesus Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit. We commit ourselves to nurture our faith through prayer and Bible study, to support the mission of the church worldwide, to work for justice and peace, and to build an inclusive, caring community of women that strengthens the Presbyterian Church USA and witnesses to the promise of God's kingdom. Yes. Woo-hoo. Well, 
There you have it. And so, again, we are we're going to come back. We're going to talk about ways that you can get involved if you want to get involved. And again, we've got we've got a representation across the nation, across the globe. And so we're going to let, give you ways that you can connect as we come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, have just had a wonderful time hearing from Presbyterian women across the Bay Area and representing just throughout the nation and throughout the world. And so thank you to all of you. I wanted to give the listening audience an opportunity to plug into what you are doing. And so, Phyllis, if you wouldn't mind sharing how people can contact you if they're uh, interested in getting involved in Sojourner Truth. Sure. And I just want to just take one moment to say one thing. The Presbyterian Church USA is a Matthew, most of them are a Matthew 25 church. A Matthew 25 church has three focuses. That is dismantling structural racism, eradicating systemic poverty, and building congregational vitality. Human trafficking, there is no color barrier. There is no age barrier. It is not just black and white. If you get involved with human trafficking, you'll you'll probably start dismantling racism in yourself because you see the different people out here. The third thing is eradicating systemic poverty. That's what Love Never Fails and and the Maria Macomba Foundation and Helen Laguan Fed Organization are doing. They're trying to help these people where they could be self-sustained without having to go back and, like my pastor said, survival social crimes. And the third thing is building congregational vitality. I think people that hear in this broadcast and that hear this, that they will try to get, get more information, get more of the congregation involved. So I did want to say that. But if you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at my email, P E Givens. P-E-G-I-V-E-N-S-34 at yahoo.com. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, 
Helen, and how can people get in touch with you at New Bridges? You can get in touch with me through email at newbridgespressb at gmail.com. And that's praise, P-R-A-I-S-E-B-E. Is that right? P-Y, praise be. Newbridgespressb at gmail.com. Or my personal email is Helen. Timia, H-E-L-E-N-T-I-M-I-A at yahoo.com. Very good. And to end up, I would like to say we are all the body of Christ. And Christ's will for us is to take care of the poor, the needy, orphans and widows. And I want to say any drop, any little thing you do, God will reward you abundantly. Nothing is small. Little drops make an ocean. Thank you very much. Very good. Thank you. Thank you all. Um, So just also um, a few other things to note. Uh, We've decided to reschedule our golf uh, event. Um, There were just too much going on on November the 28th with Giving Tuesday being on November the 29th and Thanksgiving break and just everything going on. So stay tuned. We will have a golf event. Uh, but we are going to reschedule that. So I wanted to let you know, we do ask that you would continue to uh, keep us um, in mind on Giving Tuesday, which is the 29th of November. We also uh, want to uh, share some exciting news with you. We are going to be opening a home for men who have been previously incarcerated on November the 1st. And um, there is a, quite a bit of work that needs to be done to that home where the men are actually currently living, six men. Um, and we're going to be taking that home over from another agency that it was running it. And we would love to um, just have any support that anybody who's in construction that feels led to support this work, um, we would greatly appreciate your help. And then, of course, um, we're coming into the holidays and um, we would love to just request that um, if you want to adopt a child, you want to adopt one of our survivors, um, you want to support uh, this work, please reach out to us. And you can actually email me at Vanessa at loveneverfailsus.com. Always uh, just uh, want to encourage you to stay abreast of everything we're doing by going to our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com. You can go to our Facebook page, Love Never Fails fan page, Twitter, Love Never Fails 5, Instagram, Love Never Fails uh, Us. And um, and then we're on LinkedIn as well. So, oh, yes. And we have a graduation coming up. Uh, we have 55 students that are graduating from our IT Biz Tech Academy on uh, November the 1st. And so super grateful for that. One of our students before he even graduated uh, was able to obtain a position as an um, audiovisual lighting engineer making $80,000 a year. Can you believe that? Wow. Um, this talk about changing lives. And this is what we want to see. Um, and, and I just keep reminding him, don't forget about the little people when you get out there. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, I definitely am so grateful for all of our uh, students, all of our teachers and all of you. Thank you for being here, ladies. Um, and of course, for the listening audience, if you haven't heard it before or you need to hear it again, always remember that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. 
We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.